0: This is the remix. From the <laughs> Anaheim Ducks, Seattle Kraken select Hayden Flurry.
1: Whacking that thing around.
2: Can I have the fifty piece? Sorry, I will put you. Uh, can I put your camera? Do you mind? or no. Sure. <laughs> I just uh, there's hundred fifty thousand people watching you right now. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. So can I can I have please a fifty piece Mac Minis? Fifty exactly. Okay. Not fifty one. None. Forty nine. <laughs> Chicken minis, yes, fifty. And um, let me have a large drink, no ice, half sprite, half lemonade.
0: Do you think they've slayed the dragon, and now it's just a matter of uh, of cooking up some some supper? Bishy, bishy.
3: Cocaine isn't cheap.
0: I just crush my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. I have a very important complaint against you, Ed. Oh, against. God. Everyone that talked about Giannis and his Chick-fil-A order yesterday,
2: he did not
0: order chicken nuggets. What did he order? He ordered chicken minis. My favorite thing. When you ask me about Chick-fil-A breakfast, chicken minis is what I get. And they are delicious. And everybody's acting like he got nuggets. No, no. He got chicken minis. Those are much better than nuggets.
1: I thought you were going to say... That everyone messed up that he was alone in his car because he wasn't. He wasn't alone. Because the girl, the lady with that. him then said, and obviously no one cared because after his order, she goes, I will have, and then it cuts off. Like, <laughs> nobody cared whatever the hell she ordered. And by the way, when you get 50 minis, can't you share them? Oh my God, you can't share 50 of these things?
0: <laughs> I mean, they no. are
2: they are quite small. And he is...
0: <laughs> and he's quite large. Yana said, no, get your own four pack. Get it together. I'm just mad that everybody reported that as nuggets yesterday. When he was clearly getting the most delicious fast food breakfast. Can you item tell me the, the difference?
1: I'm sure they're both breaded.
0: Uh, it is a chicken nugget inside breaded. of a little sandwich. Oh, it's a sandwich, but it's like it's a chicken nugget size okay. sandwich. Okay, right, is what it is. Like just a little tiny roll with some sort of so, honey butter on top. That's delicious. It's the best. It's the best fast food breakfast. We've he ever ate seen. 50 of them? I don't know if he ate them, he but he ordered, ordered. 50 of them. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say he ate 50 of them. I can eat about six, and then I feel like, oh, it's a little too much. I've
1: had the chicken sandwich. I don't like uh, fries with lines in them. So I had them, like, <laughs> one time. Fries like, with lines yeah. in them? What does SOS. that even mean? I don't like those. And I've had their shakes, which I think are wonderful. Does he mean
0: crinkle cut? No, no, no. He means waffle fries. Yes. Oh.
1: I don't like, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against it. I just... I prefer straight line, no no crinkles.
0: I mean, so I yes. had the chicken sandwich and their shakes are wonderful. Regular fries are better, but the, the whole point of a waffle fry is, is to dip, dip it and Yes, way. I get that. Like I get that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't like
0: lines. You don't you don't get a waffle fry because oh, this fry tastes great by itself. You no. get a waffle fry because you're going to dip it. Can in I the have the ranch? sauce or whatever? Okay. Yes. So fair point, no <laughs> doubt about it. Fair point, but I think the best thing breakfast. at that place is their shakes. They they do have very good shakes. They do. The they do. But chicken minis are better. Chicken minis are the number one thing on that menu. If they start, what time do they open? Uh, six a.m. Oh, they do. So yeah. on the way, you can pick some stuff up. Yeah, there's unfortunately not really one on my way here. But yes, if okay. I if I left a little because there's one ahead.
1: when I'm driving home and the line's already deep yeah. at ten o'clock.
2: I just have to imagine that there's some sort of situation before uh, Caleb left us where Tyler's driving home to you know, Henderson and Caleb pulls up beside him and they like roll down. Their <laughs> and he window. chucks it. He
0: chucks the bag <laughs> Oof, over. That'd be, good. that'd be actually pretty it good. Would be fun. Now some golden Knights to get to first off. The first Seattle Kraken game ever. will be here right. in Vegas against the golden Knights.
1: Yeah. I told you, I don't really care about betmeners or schedules. I do think it's weird. Cause I was at this game when the Knights opened in Dallas, James Neal, two goals. Um, I thought that was strange. I'm yep. like, I, I I would think if you have an expansion team, and this is obviously a huge deal for your league, and it's opening night, and you want to have a lot of eyes on it, uh, that you'd always open an expansion team at home. I didn't know why the Golden Knights were in Dallas. I thought that was weird. And I think it's weird that they're going to come here, even though because it's the Knights, I think there'll be more interest in the Knights at Dallas. Uh,
0: so here's my thought, because I agree with you. I think it's dumb that you'd have like, an expansion why would you team you not that? play the first game at home. But here's my thought process on it. I think the NHL is trying to get two marquee openers out of an expansion team instead of just one, because if you open them at home, first ever Seattle Kraken game, first ever home game, and it's all all done in one shot. If you open them on the road, you can market it as here's the Seattle Kraken's first ever game, and then four days later... Here's the Seattle Kraken's yeah. first ever home
1: game. I just don't know after the first game how many people care beyond the Seattle Kraken.
0: Right, well people in Seattle <laughs> will care. <laughs> well, they'll, right. they'll care. Yes, but that is a fair point. Now, yeah. I do it I do love that their first home game is against Vancouver. Because those two cities yeah. are extremely close to each other. Yeah, yeah I, I do love that that's the first game because that is a very natural rivalry that should even though neither team's going to be any good next year, they'll both make the playoffs, though. But that yes, is a natural course. rivalry. Look at the division <laughs> that, they're in. That should blossom as they both go under 500. But they're the number two and three teams in the Pacific. Do you want to put odds on? Give me odds on one of the two
1: flurries scoring flurry in the first game, yes. or just no? In the, the no, in the first game because if you know if he gets moved, we have no idea where he's going. <sighs> there's no chance. I don't think there's any chance because I just. Think Leonard's starting right. Flurry, <laughs> the Flurry in Vegas is going
0: to get traded and not be there. Yeah, he won't be there for the Flurry. The two Flurries or one of these two Flurries yeah. that got taken by Seattle will get traded or something stupid like that. I don't know if Ron Francis knows he can make trade yet. We don't know if he knows that. <laughs> I yet. think he knows that. Uh, we don't know. He hasn't made one yet. I'll give you this on your.
1: I think I'm. You can you can answer this. I think I'm right on this. Given your uh, disdain for their draft, I'm pretty sure of the three McPhee has the best Flurry. <laughs> is that true? <laughs>
2: Probably. Okay, probably. Is, is that okay. a bar we want to trip over? <laughs> yes. I mean,
0: it's like <laughs> the other two are brothers. These two yes, are brothers? No, I saw their mom's tweet, which was yeah. cool. They could...
1: We they, love you. You're on the same team. They could That's put them awesome. on the
0: same defensive pairing, and maybe there's some special brother power that makes them better. Did you... God, and I saw... what is I want is the slap shot. They wind up fighting each
1: other. Rather than <laughs> that would be great if they just dropped the gloves. Let's go. Did you care? Because it was funny in the beginning, but I still saw tweets this morning, like, oh, let's move past it, that the mistake was made on the Carolina Hurricanes compared to the Panthers. How? The, let me ask I you this. How funny. did you think, other than we knew the team before it started, which was very bizarre, <laughs> if you watched it, how did you think ESPN, other than that, came off with their first, like, this is ESPN and we have hockey now?
0: So I don't think it was a very good like broadcast or show. Like It wasn't that entertaining. It wasn't that riveting. And maybe a lot of that's because we knew the picks ahead right. of time. But I also don't think those events are going to be very good for TV anyway. I don't think any time you do an expansion draft, it's going to be great television, especially when the team in question picks up Carson Tarawinski and nobody's ever heard of him. They threw fish around. Yeah, well, that, like they tried to make it fun, right. and, and parts of it were fun. Marshawn Lynch was a lot of fun. Marshawn Lynch not knowing the name at all was but actually again, pretty fun. But again, the, they had an expansion draft. What was the biggest name player they took? Jonas Donskoy or something like that. Like when Carson Tarawinski and Dan chalowski or something like that make up 75% of the picks, who cares? Like well, it's, it, there's just not much drama when it's like, oh, they passed on Carey Price and Vladimir Tarasenko and Gabriel Landeskog and they took like, like Mark, and Cody G- Eakin. Mark Giordano is the best player they took. And it's like, okay, he's 37. Like, cool. Um, I mean, the Knights had a lot of things going for
1: them but one is i think it was during the awards right so you had eyes on it just for the awards never mind the the expansion draft so they had a lot of eyes on it last night you're right they didn't have they didn't have the benefit of being during an award show they just kind of were outside or wherever making these picks um, i don't really care either way i thought again it was fun on the the hurricane put it this way you're right in the fact that it was very boring and monotonous if the fact that he made the mistake of calling them the Panthers is the biggest deal, and it was by far the biggest deal. Right. There were, like, thousands of tweets on this. Right. That and he made that mistake. That
0: and uh, Sean Kemp's shirt was way too small. Sean Kemp is, like, in 2XL, and he was, they they stuffed him in a large. Okay. So that's your two main takeaways from the Kraken's
1: <laughs> expansion draft. But
0: again, but I like going into it, I don't think I had high expectations for it to be a good broadcast. I don't think but, if this was still on NBC, I don't think NBC would have been same they might have uh, got yeah. the name, right? But, I don't, well, yeah, I don't think it's a much better broadcast by any means.
2: Would have it been better had they introduced two expansion teams at the same time so we at least had some sort of dueling pitch. So
0: that would so all right. That would have been much more fascinating. If two teams came in at the same time, because well, isn't that how
2: every other league does much, it? Yeah,
0: yeah, to get even, and you're usually doing two yeah. at the same time because you would have had a, a, a legitimate draft. It would right. have been right. okay. They'd have to play off each other Yeah, and, say, oh, and you'd have yeah. to say, "Oh, he took him from San Jose." You got to look at the board. Right. Mayock tells you to look at the board because the other way is that is okay once, like if if Seattle takes a guy from San Jose. If you're Vegas, you wouldn't have to take a guy from San Jose till the very end because they can't take another guy from San Jose. It would it would have been much more interesting just from a gamesmanship standpoint, but at the same time, it would have been much harder for the Golden Knights to get a bunch of these side deals done because – Well, yeah, you're playing out – Yeah, you exactly. have to worry about Seattle too. Now for Seattle, they didn't make any side deals, so it wouldn't have mattered for them. If if Mayock was running the Kraken, would he stick to the board? <laughs>
1: no one thought it was good, but it's on our board. He loves the board. He
0: always talks about the board. I, I will say. Wazinski's on our board. We're taking him. The Seattle Kraken had a worse draft than Mike Mayock has ever had.
1: Wow. That's a state. Breaking news. That's
0: a state. That's a hot take.
1: They didn't accomplish
0: anything Well, we don't yesterday. know yet. They haven't played a game. They haven't They haven't come in here and Listen, won 4-1 to one on opening they, night. They still have a great chance to make the playoffs. They had a terrible yeah, draft. Play in a horrible division. They had a terrible draft. They had a horrible draft. They they oh, did not acquire a I, single I want so asset. bad
1: to for Truszynski to score two on the opening night here.
0: In the AHL? What's he going to be? No, with the, he'll, he'll be on the, be free, be on the yeah. be a top six. Yeah, he'll score against the Anderson Silver Knights. That might be it. The, listen, the expansion draft is the rarest of opportunities. It is the best <laughs> opportunity to acquire assets in the NHL. I uh, have yeah, no idea how I
1: want these guys to be good.
0: It has nothing to do with them being good. It is the best opportunity for an organization to acquire assets, and the Kraken failed. If they finish second, you'll still say they didn't do well. They did a horrible job. And they'll finish second. Yes. And be in the playoffs. Because how many first round picks do they get out of this draft? We'll see if they spend some of the guys they got, right? They can still make moves. They got
2: like four good players. Who can can you trade for a first round pick that they got?
0: Trying to think, not Wazinski. Here's the thing they have like maybe like two or three players you could trade for legitimate right. good picks in return. Okay. But if they trade those guys, they're not making the playoffs because they well, spent half their picks on Dennis Cholowski <laughs> and Carson Tarwakinski. That's why, they want, that's why they have a, not a lot of dead money. Again, to go back to it, if all of the GMs said, screw you, we're not giving Which you I think any first-round picks I think they or second-round picks, then you take all their good <laughs> players that were exposed and then trade half of them for picks. And then you still get the picks, and you still have good players.
1: I want them to win the Pacific.
0: They're not winning the Pacific. Well, there's no chance. chance. I don't want them. They're going to make the playoffs the because they they need to sign like two decent forwards, and they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, with 28 million, they can do that. They should have solid goaltending. Their defensemen yeah, they, don't like, they, do they don't have 28 million. They They don't have like Shea Theodore, but the defensemen are solid. They have like three. Good they're going to go get with their 28 million. The forwards they need to make the playoffs, and they'll make the playoffs. But they will have no <laughs> extra picks. The Golden Knights were able to trade picks or prospects for Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. And they still had the same amount of picks as everybody else in the NHL because they acquired so many damn picks in the expansion draft, and the Kraken got zero. Jared? All I, mean, uh, like, all, I all
2: I keep wondering is, could they have the 20th best record in hockey and make it
1: to the Western? 18th and, well, lo- and, uh, lose, uh, and lose eight games more than they won? Yeah. And then in still that division, yes. Because you
2: keep saying they've got great goalies, and that's that's the kryptonite. For in, teams that, in the in that division, Conference. yes.
1: Speaking of which, give me your um, your odds. I saw this the other day. I'm like, there's no chance, no matter what they're offered, someone floated. I don't think it was Shang. Someone floated. Flurry traded to San Jose. Let's go. The, no, the we Sharks, want it, but there's no chance. The Sharks need a veteran goal. What do you think? If the Sharks called the gold, okay, Knights Okay, what would up, the Sharks have to give for McPhee and
0: McCrimmon to say, we're really going to put him it's there? It's McPhee and McCrimmon. They don't care. Ah, uh, if the Sharks call, listen. What would it need? What would you if take? If the Sharks call up and say, we have a second round pick for Marc Andre Fleury, and the best offer anybody else has is a fourth round pick, they better send him to San Jose. Look, I want it to happen. Fleury's not making great. that team legitimate. Fleury with the Sharks doesn't make them a playoff team. That team sucks. Eh. Fleury there doesn't change the math for the Fleury's Sharks. Fleury's better than what they've had. Yeah, they, they just got Aiden Hill. Fleury's He's better, better, than than uh, He's better, better than what they had. You're better than what they had. On a Wednesday. Martin Jones got pulled from
2: every yeah, game he's, he's, he's ever played in t Arena. Oh, I can't make that joke.
1: I mean, I want I want him to be in a Sharks sweater when he comes back for the uh um tribute the, the tribute video. <laughs> like and I want part of the tribute video to be four goals in four minutes. Uh. Because that would not be a great look. So I don't think they would ever trade
0: him there. I don't know why. I just don't. I just if don't. If they think have they would the best it. offer, they should. I, and I think Miffy I'm not would. saying they
1: shouldn't. I'm and just I saying I don't they think, think
0: they would. No, I think the front office would. The front office doesn't care. Oh, are you saying Bill Foley
1: would have signed off on that for him going to the Sharks? Wait. He doesn't want him going to Vancouver. Well, Never mind going to the
0: Sharks. Wait, he signed off on other things. I don't, I, d- I think
1: Bill Foley, like, one, we're
0: not moving him. I've got the statue already being built.
1: But if we have to move him, he's not going to that team. Just dangle
0: Jack Eichel out there and distract <laughs> him for a little bit. It'll be great. All right. We've got free lunch for two at Porta Subs. Two Porta Subs All American combos, turkey, ham, bacon, and provolone on peppercini, pepper jack, bread, all grilled to perfection with your choice of chips and a drink. Free lunch for two at Porta Subs. Caller number four, 702 364 1100. That's 702 364 1100. Caller number four for free lunch at Porta Subs.
3: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude.
3: Bischoff's
0: Briefs. Dude. 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 Dude.
1: Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I
0: guess you've got a point there. Congratulations to Eric. He won lunch for two at Port of Stuff. Now, you ready for some soccer in the United States? This could be fun. Might not end up being anything, but the USL, which is the second best league in major leagues in the United States behind major league soccer, uh, they are looking potentially at doing some very interesting things. Uh, According to Story in the Athletic, they are planning to have a vote in December on whether or not to introduce promotion and relegation into the United Soccer League. Uh, The United Soccer League actually has three different levels Uh, USL championship is the highest level. That's what lights FC play in USL league one is the league right below that. It's a very small league, but presumably you could split the teams up a little bit more and have promotion and relegation. The other part of this that the USL is considering is changing its scheduling to instead of being a league that runs through the summer to being a league that runs from the fall to the spring. Now, both of these moves would align the United Soccer League better with European soccer and pretty much the rest of the world because Major League Soccer right now is about the maybe, what, 10th, 11th best soccer league in the world. But Major League Soccer is pretty much the only major soccer league across the world that does not have promotion and relegation. And they're pretty much the only major soccer league across the world That doesn't run from the fall into the spring, but instead runs through the summer. Most soccer leagues take the summer off. Now, the reason for that is in the United States, we have a lot of teams in the northern part of this country where they get too much snow to realistically play an outdoor sport like soccer, right? In Germany, they're kind of the same, but in Germany, they take a big, long winter break, and they just don't play because it gets too cold and has too much snow. But in the United States, Major League Soccer just plays throughout the summer instead. But the USL, by doing this, they're basically saying that they don't view themselves as a you know secondary league to Major League Soccer. They're kind of saying that they view themselves as a competitor, a legitimate competitor to Major League Soccer, and doing this would be doing two things that Major League Soccer doesn't want to do and two things that would make the USL more attractive or at least more similar to European, South American leagues, which would be fascinating because you could have two leagues, two soccer leagues in this country trying to compete for which league is the better league. Now, Major League Soccer has the better teams. It has a better history, right? You would have to get teams in better markets than... El Paso like the USL has and stuff like that. So you'd have a lot of work to do, but it's fascinating that a lot of the criticisms that major league soccer gets, the USL might embrace them and go and Okay. We'll do the things that major league soccer isn't willing to do. How do you think fans will react? Well, the problem for the USL is they don't have a lot of huge markets, right? right? They kind of have all the secondary markets in the United States. So, You know, lights FC in its history has drawn, you know, six thousand, seven thousand average attendance. I know we're in the mid forties. Is this one of the bigger markets? You I mean, as far as attendance at games goes, lights have always been top five since they've been. And you're talking six
1: or seven thousand people.
0: Right. So there's usually like there'll be markets that draw over ten thousand people, right? That that happens in the USL. But again, we're talking about Las Vegas is one of the better attended markets in this league. So That's really the bigger issue for the USL is if they were going to be a legitimate contender for best soccer league in this country, they would need to have teams in the biggest markets. They would need to have a team in Seattle that's a legitimate team and not the Tacoma defiance who are Seattle's, you know, B team that doesn't nobody cares about them. So that's the bigger issue for them. You can't have a league where Las Vegas drawing 6,000 people is one of the highest attended ones to be a legitimate soccer league. But I... I don't know how it actually ends up helping them, though. Like, it's it's a, it's a slap to Major League Soccer. Like, they're trying to stick it to Major League Soccer by saying, oh, you guys refuse to do promotion and relegation. We'll do promotion and relegation, right? You guys refuse to be a, a fall to spring schedule. We'll do it. We'll match up with European Soccer. It's, a, it's, it's basically saying, hey, we'll do everything Major League Soccer isn't willing to do, but they still don't have the support or the fan bases of the markets to, I think, actually make a difference.
1: Does this do anything to the... Lights not getting the L.A. players anymore.
0: It would. Because, well, here's the thing: Major I mean, League Soccer is introducing its uh, own development league in a couple years. Okay. I don't think that's next. Maybe it is next year. But they have they're going to have their own development in different league. cities. Well, so or basically, within the cities in which they play. So basically, every team in Major League Soccer will have their own AHL team. Yeah, okay. is what it's going to be. A lot of them already do. Like Seattle, the Seattle Sounders have the Tacoma Defiance, right. who play in USL. Right? right. A lot of them already have a two a B team. Share players. players, Right. That they send players down to that they use as a development team. Those will all just move to this Major League Soccer Development League, and teams like LAFC, who don't have one, will probably create their own. So that's probably going away already for Lights FC in the future. They won't have this affiliation with LAFC in the future, so they'll Uh have to do it on their own like they were trying in the first year. We've seen that. Yeah, well. Damn and they've lost a lot this year, too. It's been slightly better, but not much better. So wait a minute. They're in a playoff position. Yeah, barely. (laughs) (laughs) They play on Friday. They probably won't be after that. Stop.
2: You know, stop putting them down, man. That's our team.
0: That's our local team. We gotta be positive. Play this (laughs) on. I have season tickets for this team. I know, you do. What do do you mean? I spent money on this (laughs) damn team that can't get into the playoffs. So There we go. We got to be positive. At the end of the day, I don't think it changes much for the USL because, again, they don't have the teams. Right. But it is interesting that they're saying, all right, all the things Major League Soccer won't do. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do it and see where it gets them from there because they don't want us to be viewed as the number two league in the country. Can I predict
1: that if Vegas is, not you said, the top four of attendance, I know nothing about the attendance of this league that the number one attendant team in the USL is Cincinnati? Because haven't they won like well, 14? Well, they're gone. They, they were, oh, but they were in because didn't they League win soccer. 14 to 15 titles? <laughs> weren't they like by far the best team? No, I mean,
0: they were good. Sure, are you but sure? Yeah, they were I always good, remember like that. Maybe it was the
1: first year of the lights. like People kept talking about Cincinnati. Well, yeah,
0: because they were going to Major League Soccer, and they were drawing like 20-plus thousand Okay, fans. well, then there right. you go. But they, and they were a good team, but they weren't like, oh, they win every year. Yeah. Nobody does. It's Who soccer. are the kings of the USL this year?
1: Phoenix? The kings? Like the,
0: the the best team, like the. Know, why the, are the Kings good? No, he's no. saying like who's the, the King? Oh, yeah, who's the yeah who's the best team? Come on, uh, yeah. Phoenix has been really good again. Tampa Bay was really good to start, but wow, they always win at everything. Boy, if Tampa Bay recently. wins
1: this, they really win
0: at everything. Well, <laughs> I mean, their their USL you team need was to in be the or You need to be from Tampa. Yeah, Bay. Exactly, exactly. You need to box or Tampa Bay. The USL title game was Tampa Phoenix last oh. year, but it didn't get played because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah, so Tampa. They didn't win so it, but Bucks, they as far Beach, as far City, Bucks Tampa. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, Bucks Phoenix. Yeah. So that's yeah, it was Tampa Bay. So yeah, we'll see what the USL does. It's interesting. I don't know if it's actually going to change much for how popular the USL is. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus joins the show. Ready for the weekend? Let's find out what's on tap. We can provide you with a wine-tasting tour of Tuscany. We cannot change why you drink.
3: It's Thirsty Thursday with J.R. Starkus. Who needs a drink?
2: So we drink and we drink and we drink. Follow on Twitter at
1: JR Starkus, k account executive, Southern Glairs, Square, Nevada. It is Thursday. That means our extreme exologist is here. Instagram at JR Makes Drinks, sponsored by Liquor World. So, really quick on your Twitter feed, because you deal with alcohol, Why are there, why have you gone to the pictures of nothing but food?
3: What are you talking about? Somebody hacked me or what?
1: No, you've got a picture, it appears oh, of a burger and fries, was, you got a picture of some in... <laughs> kind of grilled cheese, and you got like a fish taco.
3: Yeah, man, I was in California uh, for when well, last week when we were talking, and one of the restaurants that I went to is called Flatfish, and uh, Chef Gruel is the chef of Flatfish, he's got a number of different um, concepts in Southern California, and that was one of the ones that we went to, it's basically like a... I don't know, it's a quick service seafood restaurant, but it's, it's kind of like over the top, so it was, the food was fantastic. One of the things I had was their uh, two-handed, uh, it was called a two-handed fish taco. It's basically like an extra, extra large piece of, you can choose the fish if you want it fried or grilled. I chose grilled, and, uh, and it's basically like in a humongous tortilla, but it's a quote-unquote taco, uh, so you need only one. It was awesome. We, so I just took pictures and tagged him in, on Twitter. That's what it was for. Mm.
1: Looks delicious. Look, this, the, 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 is that a grilled cheese that looks unbelievable? The,
3: grill. the grilled cheese was good, and we also looks got their lobster tater tots, which oh. are really good. Yeah, and you like butter and The order is four pieces, but you would only need four pieces because they're you know they're incredible. Uh. Ed,
0: last night, Jr. I know all in on my horses. I sent him the links. He watched my horse run three times last uh. night. Uh, oh, no.
3: yeah. you're watching this I, stuff now. I, I, wa- I watched it. I watched it uh, once in the 3D, which was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, when you watch in 3D, it's interesting because it's like, I don't know, in space. I don't know how to extra- explain the track, um, but it's a straight track. La- last night's race was long. 2,200 meters has seemed long compared yeah. to the 1,800 that we normally see. Um, yeah, that we so, normally
1: see. I'm out. Uh, yeah. That's it. Can you JR's cut off everyone's in. mic? I'm so pumped.
3: Uh,
0: JR, I got to send you the links. We have three more races for high card this morning. Uh, sure. They're coming up at like ten, fifteen, and then 2 in the 11 o'clock hour.
3: That's fantastic, man! Run him to death, man! I love it. I love yeah. it. Run it, run Thanks. him to get your money his worth out of that horse. It's interesting because, like, you watch some of these races, and it's like you know the whatever stakes at in Hong Kong, and then 30 minutes later, it's the so and so stakes in Australia. You're like, awesome! Yeah. How do you get there so quick? But <laughs> horse is fast.
0: So I here, love it. Here's the key I had to explain to you yesterday because our horse finished yep. last. That it, that was a good thing that he finished last, and that it was a bad thing that he finished fifth. Uh, Jr. This morning, it's it's a big. It's a big morning because we're running her three times at 2200. We think that might be her best distance. We really need her to finish like first or second in one of these and like last again in one of these and and we'll feel pretty good. If she finishes like fifth and eighth and seventh in these, it's a nightmare.
3: Well, here's my question. I mean, last night's race was 2200 and she was in last, which was good, but by a lot. Yeah. So how do you think? she's going to win one of these. Like, <laughs>
0: Okay. So the, the encouraging part about her 2200 race last night is that she had the best odds to win that race, but finished in last, which yeah, okay. sounds counterintuitive, but that is a very good thing because conceivably at 2200, she's going to win a lot of races. If she continues to have the best odds in the race, but by finishing last, it implies that she can finish first and last at 2200, which is the perfect horse.
3: Uh, I'm going to need, I don't think we have enough time on the air for you to fully break this down to me because I do not well, understand the, that one the bit. The finishing
2: but. last part is I get the horseshoe or the, 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 the U the shape. The U shape. But the actual finishing last, is that to keep them in the level that right. they're at? Right, okay. Because like, if but you to how too can much, you make get...
1: money selling a last place horse? Okay, because here's
0: the thing. If you finish. Consistency. If you finish. If, if, <laughs> now,
1: that's, I think
2: if that's what every it is. single race.
0: You finish last. If you finish first and then you finish last and you just alternated first and last, okay. right? You are going to win. Let's say we put. We raced her in a $2.50 two dollar $2. race, right? Winner gets, I think, 26 bucks from that. That means every two races we win $26 for every two races that she runs. Right, but what if
1: she finishes nothing but last all the time? Well,
0: then that's a problem, (laughs) right? But I'm saying, you want to finish last as much as you finish first, and if you do that, you will stay in the same class. Like, she's in the worst class, because she's only raced like three times in her life. If she finished first and last every time, she would never leave class five. She would be in the worst class. She would continue to race the worst horses, and continue to, if she wins half of them, We win $26 every two races. He would be consistently profitable for being in the lowest class race. It makes sense. It's just because If you just finish first, second, and third, that's good. You're going to make money, but you're going to be in class one soon, and you're going to race the best horses, and you're not going to win those races all the time.
1: JR, how close percentage-wise are you to buying one of these horses? 75%.
3: Seventy-five percent.
1: Oh my God. gosh! You're gonna do it. You're going to start competing in this he thing. Wants to yeah.
3: bet
0: on him. Is what he wants to do. I got
3: to yeah, figure need, out how I need to Yeah, I need to. I need to go out for a beer with you guys, and I need to get oh. all the details yeah. off the air and see how I sign up because you know I could. <laughs> like I heard you talking about it the other day, Ed. It'd be nice. To tell your wife, hey, we bought a horse today. She'd love it. She just doesn't need to know it's a fake horse. But you get to name it. You can do whatever you want, and you can watch it race, and it can make you money, and uh, it's super low maintenance. Like it's a win-win. Yes.
0: Exactly. It's
1: never gonna happen. It's so great. Isn't you told me it's like nine hundred bucks to get
0: in? Well, that's how much we paid for our first horse. Yeah. Can, Tyler, will, Tyler will fix JR, you up on a good deal we'll for about sell 250. You a horse, we'll sell you a horse right now for $250. <laughs> we will yeah. sell you a horse right now. I'll sell all 3 of you a horse if right now. If you move the
1: decimal it's 2.50, yeah, $2.50 j- $2. cents then I might do it.
0: JR, Ed Graney, Jared Justice. You guys can all go in together. 250 bucks. <laughs> we got a horse Do, for do we you get right do now. we
2: get like a year and a half of you running our spreadsheets cuz I
1: think
0: that might yes, be Yes, I don't want factor. anything to do with if, anything other than just click and watch the horse run. The spreadsheet's easy. Uh, I, yeah, I I did
2: right. a spreadsheet this so, week. That's so, right. I did yeah. my first one. So we're hiring Granny's daughter. Got yes. it. <laughs> <That's right.
1: laughs> She'll expect more than $2.50.
3: What do you got for us today, kid? That's a good transition. I love it. Thank you. It's
1: a great transition.
3: <laughs> well, let's see. So July 24th, which is this weekend, uh, Saturday, is National Tequila Day. And I wanted to, obviously, talk about tequila a little bit. Oh, we're going to make a cocktail with it, but I think what's more important, you know, anybody who's a tequila drinker like myself, um, you know, if you've gone to the store recently, you've probably noticed that your favorite tequila might not be there right now. Um, some of the most popular tequilas on the globe, the Patrons, the Don Julios, Don Julio 1942s, the Casamigos, et cetera, um, I don't want to call them in limited supply, but they're selling very, very quickly. And so you may not be going to the store and getting your favorite tequila. So, you know, I wanted to take a minute to talk a little bit about tequila. There are a couple different variations and then about a couple new ones and then make a drink with something that you've probably never heard of before. So, um, you know, one of the tequilas you guys wanted me to, to talk about, and we can go into it deeper at some point, um, is the Tequila Lobos. That's... That is uh, LeBron James's tequila. Okay, uh,
1: that's,
3: that's a new product that you might see in the store. You might see a product 818. That's Kendall Jenner's new tequila. And I'll be honest, that tequila, they did a phenomenal job. Sometimes when you get these celebrity brands, um, they can be a little lackluster, to be honest with you. And this the, the 818 brand is phenomenal. So if you see 818, they only make uh, a silver and a reposado right now. Um, the other brand you might see in the store, the Rocks brand, Caramana Tequila. And they, as well, only make a silver and a reposado. But those are incredible, incredible brands. If you follow their social media posts, you've probably seen it. You might be familiar with it. Um, but, they're, but they're not that well-known. The one that I'm using today is Santo. Santo is, um, you know, they have three SKUs as well. Santo is, uh, they have a Blanco, they have a Reposado, and then they have what's called Mezquila. Now, the mezquila is a combination of mezcal and tequila, which is, which can be interesting because a lot of people are trying to get into more flavorful tequilas these days. Um, now, while this really wouldn't be considered a tequila, uh, because it's a mixture of two different things, um, it is a, an agave spirit. The Santo Reposado that I'm going to use in the cocktail is in kind of like this Tiffany blue bottle. Um, really nice package and, and it's, um, and, and it's part of uh, a, larger, a larger group. The, the guys that own it would be Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri. Um, and so they used to, or Guy uh, Sammy Hagar used to own Cabo Wabo. He comes from a very successful background of tequila, and he turned around after he sold that brand, and he created a new one, and he did a great job with it. So I wanted to use the Santo tequila. Now, Santo is additive-free. So one of the things that if you taste a lot of different tequilas some people will say, wow, this tequila tastes really sweet, and it very well could be because it's you can add sugar to some tequilas in a certain amount. You can add sugar or agave nectar of some sort, um, which will create the sweetness of a profile. People really like that. However, something like Santo would be considered more of an authentic tequila because those sweeteners are not added. In the world of tequila, there are two main categories, mixto and 100% agave. Mixto Generally speaking, is the subpar version of it. It's the less expensive tequila. It's the stuff you probably drank in high school or college that made you swear off, uh, tequila for the rest of your life. It's the stuff that comes in quote unquote gold. Um, there are some good ones out there. Some, there's a brand like called like 21 seeds, which is a, a naturally infused brand, which would be considered mixto, uh, because of the infusion of oranges or cucumber and jalapeno or grapefruit and hibiscus. But, But there are some very terrible ones as well. And those are the ones when you look at the shelf, are, you know, $9 for a big bottle of it. And that's uh, definitely steer clear. The ones Jared buys. Probably. Mm -hmm. The one you can tell, the way you can tell is when you look at a bottle of Tequila that is 100% agave, it will absolutely tell you on the bottle it is 100% agave, right? There are no authentic 100% agave brands that do not list it on the bottle. That would be. The worst marketing ever because you cannot do it if you're a mix of tequila. Does that make sense? You have to, you have to, you you don't have to uh, label it, but if you don't, idiotic in the world of tequila. Okay. So for the drink that I'm going to do today, I'm basically going to do a a margarita, a blood orange margarita. Um, Santo mixes very, very well in cocktails, which is which makes it nice. And it's also a, a pretty affordable brand, right? And part of the reason I mentioned these three or four brands today is because I want you to go to the liquor store and I want you to say, okay, well, my favorite brand is not available. What else can I get? I heard JR talk about Santo. Pick up a bottle and make this cocktail. It's a blood orange margarita, and it's very simple. It's an ounce and a half of Santo Reposado. You can use the Blanco or you can use the mezquila if you want, right? The Blanco comes in a white bottle, and the mezquila comes in a black bottle, and all of the bottle shapes are the same. Um, So if you like a little bit more of a, a, a smoky profile, use the mezquila. Um, if you're just a Blanco drinker, then use the Blanco, but I like the slight bit of aging that is on the Reposado Santo, so that's why I used it. It also plays well with the blood orange syrup, liquid alchemist blood orange syrup. We're going to use three-quarter ounces of that, three-quarter ounces of Cointreau, and three-quarter ounces of fresh lime juice. Add all of those ingredients into a cocktail shaker with ice, shake it, strain it into a uh, rocks glass. You can blend the drink if you want, um, but I'm a big fan. Drinker of margaritas over ice. Um, I, I prefer it that way. Um, I think it's more flavorful that way. And uh, even though people really like blended drinks, try it shaken. Um, shake it, strain it over ice, garnish with like a little bit of salt, or you can do it up with a little bit of tahine, which is kind of like a, uh, you know, you can find tahine in any, you know, Walmart or Smith's or anything like that. It's kind of like a Mexican spice, all kinds of unique flavors to it. Um, you can garnish it with that, maybe a lime wedge, a cucumber pea, a wheel. Something like that. Very easy, simple drink. Blood orange flavor. Uh, great for when it's super hot out, like it is in, in these weekends. And uh, it's my favorite drink. So why wouldn't I make a margarita?
1: Is it all on Instagram at Jr Makes Drinks?
3: It will be on Instagram at Jr Makes Drinks here very shortly.
1: Follow me on Twitter at Jr Starkus, Key Account Executive, Southern Glazers Wine Spirits, in Nevada. He's our extreme exologist on Thursdays. Get out of here. Go watch some fake horses. I'll send Go, you high, the card. go high
0: card. There you go. Biggest fan right here. Yeah, makes drinks. I love this guy so much. All right, here we go. We have a pair of tickets to give away to Battle for Vegas. It's back at Las Vegas Ballpark. Team Riley Smith against Team Marcus Allen for charity this Saturday, July 24th. Tickets are courtesy of Vegas' fastest-growing luxury brand, Finley Volvo, Las Vegas. Home run derby starts at 6.30. First pitch of the softball game is at 7.30. We got a pair of tickets right now, 7.02, 364 1100 is the phone number. Caller number seven at 702 364 1100. 3 1 pitch. That's into the air. Deep to left field.
2: It was a fastball and it got lost. Two run home run. Fernando Tatis Jr. He's 29th of the season. And the Padres extend their lead 3 0 here in the
1: fifth.
0: 1 1. Flores hits a high drive. Left field. This one is gone. And the Giants have gone ahead in the ninth inning.
3: We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia. Come see a Kia on West Sahara.
0: Ed, I want you to uh, to play a game with you called Name That Dodger. Who had this stat line last night? One-third of an inning pitched, three hits allowed. Three earned runs allowed, two walks, but one strikeout.
1: The guy I believe who, after the game, said, "I'm not going to worry about it. It just happens."
2: Did Kenley Jansen yes, say that? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think Jamison tweeted, "It happens a lot." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he drives me nuts, man. He just drives me nuts. I thankfully my daughter had convinced me. I convinced her to watch two innings with me, and then they what? were and they were ahead. And then she wanted to show me a new Netflix show. So I actually saw Jansen blow it on my phone. So I was, and I had, obviously I tape every one of their games. You do? Oh, absolutely. How much
0: space do you have on your DVR? Well, I go back
1: and I delete it. I mean, but, you know, Channel 690. Oral's Oral's on with the pregame at 6. There's something satisfying
2: about after a bad game getting to select delete.
1: Yes, I delete. I mean, I didn't even go. Now, the night before when Will Smith won it with a walk-off, I watched that 14 times. I made my wife come out and my daughter come out and watch it. You know, like,
0: they put highlights on the Internet, right? It's better to watch it on TV if you know they won. Like a, a walk off. No, but I'm saying like you watch the walk off like 14 times. Yeah, it's like you know you can pull it up on your phone or yeah, your. I, laptop. I like rewinding. I think I, like I think the
2: Dodgers might have an yeah.
1: official TikTok. Yeah, no, they they I like re, I like do. rewinding. And last night I wouldn't do that because he blew it and he blows a lot and um yeah it just he I don't like his attitude after blowing saves like well you know I'm not going to worry about it. well maybe you should that would have tied us in the division now two back. And Bueller's lost all of his spin rate because who knows what that guy was doing before? Because now there's all these GMs are like off the record now saying, "See that guy's spin rate? Like Bueller's lost a ton of
0: his spin rate." I'm like, I thought Bauer's the one cheating. Now we got Bueller. There was a trade deadline like preview story I was reading, and it was going through some of the guys on the market, and it was like his spin rate has fallen off a cliff. Yes. Was Bueller in there? Is well, he's not a trade. No, candidate. but I mean, oh, they I thought they it was were just looking at guys tra- that were going to be okay, traded, right, saying okay. his spin rate has fallen off a cliff, right? are GMs still going to trade for the guy now? And it's like, no, do you? I read Probably a passing
1: not. story the other day that the Dodgers are in their market for a starting pitcher because Kershaw's out, Mays out, Bowers out. But then they, he, he, passing went back to uh, Bueller for whatever reason and said, well, GM, say that guy's been raised down. I'm like, oh, here we go.
0: Pickford from CSN. What a bunch of cheaters. <laughs>